Hi, this is Billy Sands. When I want to spice up my barbecue, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions broadcast show. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Case in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who wish they had as much face time with Cooter as Matthew Stafford. Chris and Case. Hey, Idaho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is your Short Takes episode, episode 179. I guess it's a quick takes, actually, but we're here with The Riz. How you doing, my man? It is good to be with you and looking at your sexy little body there. That's awesome. Thanks, buddy. It's always good to nice see back, you. Nice backdrop of Lions paraphernalia, too. Oh, thanks. I, it's, it used to be different paraphernalia, but I grew up. All right. <laughs> we got a couple of good things to talk about in the show today. First, uh, you're slouched a little there, uh, Riz, if you'd sit up. Uh, <laughs> we got the Tate trade. Let me get erect. <laughs> That's better. We'll talk about posture. Uh, we got the Tate <sighs> trade. We're going to talk about what's coming up in Minnesota and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Alright, just like normal, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. You, you need to be one of those bands, dude. You got that down. Uh, <laughs> of course, our very first donor, Mathis, is uh, on board still. And Brian B. from I Prevail, IPrevailBand.com. Big shout out to him. He's awesome. As are all of our Patreon people. Um, they have just this week gotten their first pre-show show, the little video that goes along with that. It's really cool. A lot of fun. We gave them a little peek underneath the kimono. Uh, also, they got a Slack channel, and uh, that's going well. A lot of good conversation there. You can join the crew, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a dollar a month gets you action right inside that. that, that just list. one. <laughs> one dollar. That's all you need. Yeah. Keep you going. Ten's better, but one's good enough. All right, so there. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, Detroit Lions Podcast, uh, Patreon link, or go to Patreon, Detroit Lions Podcast, and help us out. We appreciate all of you folks who do that. Also, give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast, and on the Twitter machine, you got at Jeff Risden, and of course, at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see Riz, Case, Chris, the whole crew. Um, I'm actually wearing pants now, but normally, normally, pants free. It's just because you're not no on Twitter. Way. It's just because you're not on Twitter. That's all. Otherwise, that's, that's, that's very true. Yes. <laughs> all right. Make sure to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you find us. Don't forget, we're now on Spotify as well. Great place to check us out. But if you're gonna do those ratings, give us a five star review. We love those five star reviews. Those are the ones that are the most helpful. If you got, if you got some criticism, I mean, you can levy that. We love that in the subreddit though, so that we can uh, make sure that we're doing the community thing for the podcast because. As much as we do here, it's all for you guys. You guys own all of this. Lastly, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or on the Lions line at Stafford Blunt Carry On Lions. 
That's 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. And uh, leave a message. Get a chance to hear yourself on the show. This is no time for a quick release. We're going deep. All right. It's time for quick takes. We've got the Riz showing up. Hey, Riz. We talked a little bit. Should we let him know? We might do this like on the reg. Uh, oh, it, it could be a regular thing. Um I gotta say, it's. It, it, I like the. I like the concept. I. And I just. I enjoy being on camera. So yeah, you know, I'm a hot dog. Good at it. Look at that. Look at that. No. Sexy. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna go get me some um, LMFAO. Girl, look at that body. <laughs> That's gonna be an ongoing drop. I can see that. Um, oh boy. Until then, all we have. Oh is, my God! It, it is Sir Mix a Lot booty thick. <laughs> That's all we have for now. So, yeah. so um, with this live stream, we got some some stuff that's different uh, coming up. The chat should be popping up from the live stream as well on the screen, so you guys can join us and have some fun with that. Also, um, we got a little spot on the screen where, um, as donations or Patreon computers come in, it gives their name out for the whole world to see and to join. Ooh! Yeah, yeah. Wow. Notoriety. Yes. Awesome. Yes. All right, so let's get right to it. We've got uh, a couple things we want to cover. First off, the Tate trade. We didn't get to talk to you about that this week, Riz. Um, that's a pretty significant yeah. change to the offense, isn't it? It sure is, and uh, I'm skeptical as to how they're going to fill that shoes. And they sort of talked about it yesterday, about um, or earlier in the week, about how they're going to try to fill it with a variety of people: T.J. Jones, Brandon Powell. Um, so I'm glad that we don't know who it will be yet. Maybe they're going to throw more to Riddick. Maybe they're going to throw more of their tight ends if they could possibly ever get open and catch a ball. I don't know. It's Riddick in the slot. That's, that's Riddick something. in the slot would be great. I'm, I go back to when I saw him at the Shrine game, and he was a slot receiver while he was down there. Um, that's what he played primarily in Notre Dame. Yeah, it's, it's not that hard. Um, I watched the guy Poppy White last night at Ohio um, when when we kicked Millet Western's ass, which was really fun. Um plays that sort of role. So there's a, there's a draft guy you can look at Poppy white out of Ohio. You, um, yeah. good guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, cause the draft never sleeps. Trust me on that. No. So it's, it's, it's a deal now where I think Kenny Galladay is clearly a number one wide receiver. I think Marvin Jones showed a lot in Seattle and I think that gave them enough confidence that they can get by with having two really good receivers instead of three. Um, there's the, the protagonist side of things is, well, were they winning with three? Was Golden Tate really helping them win? I would say it's a lot easier to win with him than without him. Agreed. But Agreed. Um, that's not a completely invalid point. If they're trying to run the ball more, if they're switching more to give, having less of the game be on Matthew Stafford's right shoulder, it's I, I get it. Um, I, I mean, get the fact that they, 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 they knew that they weren't going to re-sign him at the end of the year, that he is looking for more money than what they are going to be willing to pay him. Uh, I think once that became clear, once uh, he started asking for Travis Landry money, he's Lions aren't going to do that, nor should they. No. Um, as, as good as he is, you can't pay the guy who's your number two receiver, if, if Galladay is what you think he is, you can't pay him. 12, 13, 14, 15 million dollars. You just can't. Exactly. So, exactly. So, you, so you're getting a third round pick out of it. And and people people said that we'd go, oh, well, you'd get a third round compensatory if you would have just kept him for the rest of the year. But that's not till a year later. Right. And you can also negate that by signing people, and they're going to sign people this up. They could re sign Golden Tate for all we know. Uh, and, and don't rule that out. That can happen. I'm not saying it will, but it can happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would be something else. That would be uh, 
That would be the talk of the town for a while, wouldn't it? It'd talk of the <laughs> NFL for sure. That would be, that would be Quinn getting over um, on the defending Super Bowl champs. Oh, that would yeah. be pretty pretty fun. That would be awesome. Um, I know a lot of guys in the Philly media too, and and I suggested that to them, and they're like, you know what? We thought about that too. Um, so it's not just like a Detroit thing. Like Gold Date is going to be a free agent. He is not re-signing with Philadelphia now. He right. might in the future. So keep that in mind. So I, I like the idea of, of getting a solidified pick. It's going to be a late third. They're going to be picking probably oh, with the Eagles are they're they're four and four They're Yeah. Yeah. But they're not in first place. They're, they're probably going to make the playoffs. If not, they're picking 19 or 20. Yeah. That's probably going to be a little bit higher than what the lions are picking. Unfortunately, we'll see. But uh, it's another, it, it recoups the pick that you've already spent on Deshaun hand uh, who looks pretty darn good as a third round pick. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I, it's sad to see Golden go. He's a great guy. He was the guy that, you know, he, he was the, the yards after catch guy. He was Matthew Stafford's third down blanket. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. It's going to force some changes. It's going to be difficult to watch a little bit because I, I do think it's going to take Stafford more than anybody else time to adjust to the, the new dynamic of the offense. It's absolutely a vote of confidence in the new running game, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it's, it's carry on Johnson. It's, it's, Liking what you've seen from LeGarrette Blount the last couple of weeks, he seems to be running a little bit better. It's it's faith in your offensive line. It's faith in Matthew Stafford being able to handle you know more. I, I think it's a little bit more faith in in Luke Wilson and Michael Roberts as misguided as that might be. Yep. Maybe you really like what you've got in Brandon Powell. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I do know that they do like TJ Jones uh, probably more than the average fan would would let on. So he's 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 when he's been there, he's done well. Right, there's just he, not a lot of tape well on this year. Him this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hasn't had a whole lot, whole lot of opportunities. Um, he will get more. Legarrette Blunt, where's he at? Nah, he needs to play a little Black Ops Four. He's he said he's <laughs> he likes the older Black Ops a little better. He needs he needs to step up. I'll, I'll give him a hand. I'll get him where he needs to be. But um, I think that would really help his game if he kind of stepped up to the the it new stuff. Hurt. <laughs> it hurt. Games. All right, so yeah, we got that going on. So so good stuff there it, with Tate. Uh, for Tate, right? I mean, for Tate, this is a good deal. I'm happy for him. It yes. gets his name out there ahead of the big contract. Gets, And that's part of what you want, right? You need some of that press. You need people really pushing and looking at you. You get in the NFC East. It's a lot more publicity than any team other gets. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Eagles, as the defending Super Bowl champs, they're struggling. They're not in first place right now. They're going to be a big story going forward. Um, he's going to get a lot of attention. Yeah. That's good for him. Um, yeah. I'm happy for him. I think the Eagles have a much more realistic chance of winning multiple playoff games this year than the Detroit Lions do. Um, don't hate me for that. That's it's real. Um, and that's that's why he plays the game. That's so we want you, and we want to be able to put that in the Riz's wrong column a little later. So well, that would that would be nice. <laughs> I, I'm down with that. I'm good with that. All right. Well, let's talk about this slouching thing. You've been you've been slouching your no, whole life. No. Yeah. When you're six five, you slouch a lot. <laughs> Was it you in the press room? Were let you the let me one? get erect here. <laughs> oh, 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 hey now. Pan down. So uh was it you in the press room that was getting yelled at by Patricia? It was not. I was not in the press room, thankfully. Uh, I do know who it was. Um, it was not easy. It was not difficult to guess who it was if you've right. ever been in the press room before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was it was about slouching, but it wasn't really about slouching. Um, it's it's. I thought Justin Rogers uh, of the Detroit News said a, a very good thing yesterday. He wrote it in, in his question and answer piece about how it was an ongoing thing between Patricia and this particular person. Um, it's been a back and forth thing. It's very noticeable if you're in the press room. You can there is definite tension there between both of them. Um, they're both culpable on that too. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it all on Patricia though. He as the person I, I thought the way Justin you know 
He's I thought what Justin said was was very good. What Matt Patricia does not realize that when he's talking to the 20 to 30 people in that room, that he is in fact talking to the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Lions fans who are going to look at the press conference, read the transcripts. He doesn't get that yet. Um, and that's that's pretty clear from the way he's handled himself in those conferences. Like, you can be rude to me when it's you and me. Right. But if you're rude to me in public, when it's in a public domain like that, that's going to go over poorly. And he either doesn't give a crap or hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah, and I think that's something that he needs to learn. It's funny, the media, like each town's media has a little bit of a different relationship. I mean, the, the last go around with Caldwell, we were the Dungeon of Doom, right, in the, in the media room. And it's... <laughs> It's it's a cold. It really is a colder room than all. Like I've been in Houston, I've been in Indianapolis, and I've been in Cleveland in their their media rooms. The Cleveland one, they're <laughs> they're they're just got bad off. The Lions media, to their credit, is great at their jobs. They really are. They're wonderful, wonderful beat writers, and they all have informed, intelligent opinions. I I, I truly mean that, not just because these guys... No, absolutely. absolutely. And that, they're, that's, they're really that's good at their job. different than about 31 of the other yes. teams on, out yes. there. <laughs> Indianapolis is very much, we're going to kiss the coach's ass, no matter who the coach is, even if we hate him. They hated Chuck Pagano at the end, but they still kissed his ass, because that's what you do in Indy. That's what the people want you to do in Indy. Um, Houston was a little different because Bill O'Brien is sort of like Patricia, where he he's purposely difficult to the media just because he thinks that's how it has to be coming from the Belichick tree. Uh, and there was certain people in the media there who played into that. And there were certain people who kept calling him all the time and he just wouldn't answer their questions. And I can see Patricia getting to that point, too. Um, and there's there's an odd little like. Like if I went in there because I'm not in there very often, if I try to ask a question, I would have to wait for Burkett and for Mikey and for Rogers and for um, uh, Tim Twentyman rarely asks questions in the pressers because he's uh, in house. Yeah. Right. Um, but like Michael Harrell will ask a lot of questions and I would be like behind all those guys in the pecking order. Even, even my Lions wire colleague, Eric Slid, who's in there every day, he would get to ask questions before I do. So that sort of hierarchy um, can be, if he doesn't like where somebody is at in the hierarchy, he's going to let you know. And I think that's part of what he was doing too. Yeah, sure. And you got to think also, and, and I think this is, this is a part of it because that room is the, it's the personality that it is. But if you go back to where things started off with the article about Patricia, the historical, um, Kate, no, yes. it was in, in, in uh, Padre Island, South Padre Island story. Um, and, and, you know, amazingly, wow, the, the story still hasn't been advanced since that came out. I could, I could go off on that again. I'm not going to. But the, the, the press themselves set that off on, 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 a, on poor footing. And right. um, with with just irresponsible reporting. And unfortunately, irresponsible. It, it was it was just one jackass yeah. who did that. Yep. Um, and, and one of the radio stations picked up on the print media jackass doing it. Um, and that's that's what they do because there are jackasses there too. Um, yeah, well, jackass disclaimer: sells. I work for a rival station, so take that as a disclaimer. But <laughs> yes, um, they uh, it shouldn't have been done. It shouldn't have come out the way it did, and it very much stained and tainted the way that Patricia is going to look at the people in that room. And uh, for the people who were defending him through that, he doesn't really care. And I think that's something that he. I think after the season, he's going to take a look back and, and think of what he can do better to, to be personal group. Cause you better believe he's going to be doing that. I think that will be one of the things that he realizes is that this is, yes, I'm talking to 20, 25 guys and, and the beautiful Tory and a few other people in there who are better looking than um, 
than me, which is and Patricia, frankly, and Patricia. Oh yes, I, and, and you know there was the juxtaposition there. He's standing up there. He's wearing um like a you've seen Patricia what he wears. Mm-hmm. He he wears the the cut off um like windbreaker and and the long sleeve black shirt under it. He changes his hat every other day. Wears shorts. Wears um you know just not. He's not up there in a suit and tie. Right. He's not exactly the picture of, um, I don't know. Yes, that's that's a nice way to say it. As you take a swig from your beer. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that's a giant Jaeger bomb, but it's good. Same thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's our Quick Takes Cocktail Friday. I think there you go. Wallet, right? I'm, I'm dry, unfortunately. It is unfortunate. We'll it fix is really is unfortunate. We'll fix I'll fix that later. Yeah. <laughs> Got some curmudgeon butter half ready yeah. to go. All right, well, let's keep rolling because we got a we got a lot of talk, lot to talk about. First, uh, and let's we can stick with the the uh, Justin Rogers piece here because uh, he uh, tweeted out today about Ashan, a little bit of a tirade, and and Justin says, "I can't think of a time I saw a player so mad in the locker room, but Ashan Robinson came through today, pissed." and looking for someone. He was eventually corralled out of the room by teammates before an altercation. We haven't been able to further that story at all. No, I haven't heard. Um, I my, don't, for whatever reason, Twitter doesn't work on my phone, and I haven't been home all day, so I haven't like dived into what that is. But I don't want Sean mad at me. Yeah, Sean's like the last human being I want pissed off at me. Somebody's done <laughs> fucked up, man. <laughs> that is not a small man, and he is very physically intimidating. And like just the way he carries himself, he's like one of those guys that always looks like he's ready to throw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Stay away. Stay the hell away. So let's hope that that comes to a peaceful resolution because. Yeah. Uh, you don't want anything. You don't want him doing all Alec Baldwin and punching people on the street. No, That's, no, it's not cool. No good. All right, so we'll move from there. Last topic here is: um, What do you think we're going to see in Minnesota? This is a big game. We've had the Seattle game was a bit of a letdown. Um, that was Duh. one of those games, and it was a week. I, I've talked about it. A lot of people said, "Oh, phew." The other teams in our division really lost because nobody cares about Chicago, right? But the, the, <laughs> we need to start caring about Chicago. I'm telling you that right I, now. I, I don't believe it yet. I don't believe it. But they've got an easy schedule. But I'm 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 leave that aside. Buffalo this week. The the idea <laughs> that we should feel good because of the other major teams lost is a dumb idea. And I and I don't want to call people dumb, but this is a one of about twice a year this opportunity presents itself where you can make that leap forward by winning when everyone else is losing. And we squandered that opportunity. And that's, we've seen that in the division did races that, that the last, last couple year. years. Oh. It's happened, right? At yes. least two out of the last three. And it's like, this is the time. These are the games that you really, really have to win. And I think we're going to look back on the Seattle game and say, this one really screwed us in the end. And, and, and it bums me out. But here we are now facing Minnesota. We've got a lot of division games coming, and now, of course, these are important, but I think they have a, a heavier importance now, a bigger importance uh, for us going forward. This this, this is uh, probably the game of the year we're facing right now, at least thus far. What do, what do you see for us here, bud? Uh, this is a, a very tough spot to be in because you've made a change where a lot of people have interpreted it as, you know, you, you're throwing up a white flag. I certainly don't think that that's the internal view of it. I think... And I think the just one thing quick on 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 Tate versus Snacks Harrison in, in the addition, those transactions are very separate in the minds of the Detroit Lions. They are not linked together whatsoever. So the the thought of oh we're loading up we're we're buyers and then oh we're giving up we're sellers after just one week that's that's an unfortunate circumstance of timing. Uh, I don't think there's anything to that um, from them. Um, we might think otherwise, but they don't see it that way. Those are very separate transactions. 
the fact that we are still trying to figure out what's going to happen with Golden Tate's absence, who's going to step up, how the offense is going to flow differently. It's that that's a tough task. Um, Minnesota coming off of a tough loss. They can throw the ball. You've got Adam Thielen is really, really good folks. I know people are, are nervous about him breaking Calvin Johnson's record for the most consecutive games with a hundred yards. Mm. Um, I, I truly don't care about those sorts of things. That's just not something that wets my whistle, but it, it'd be nice if it stopped. It'd be nice if Calvin Johnson kept it. Yeah. But the problem is, is if you have Darius Slay guarding Adam Thielen, who's guarding Stefan Diggs? Who's faster than Thielen? Uh, speed being a problem for Tease Tabor for Never Lawson. So I'm, I'm very worried about Kirk Cousins and their passing attack. Their offense, uh, their running game has actually perked up since they've they've committed to having Latavius Murray and, and running plays that Latavius Murray does well. Um, you talk about the lack of adjustments with Jim Bob Cooter in the past of, of making, you know, Amir Abdullah run plays that are better suited for other backs. They switched. They stopped doing what was good for Dalvin Cook because Latavius Murray couldn't do that. Now Latavius Murray is doing what Latavius Murray does, and it's really helped out. Um, even without Riley Reef, um, I know Stefan Diggs is questionable for the game. I expect him to play. Apparently Slay is also questionable for the game. I don't know anything about that other than I saw it on the injury report, which I just got in the email, actually. And uh, he'll play. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about our special teams because they do have very good special teams. Yep. Detroit's not so much. I think we're still floundering for a return man. That's that's a little bit scary for me. I do not like the Lions' chances in this game. I think that Minnesota is going to win, um, and I'm shocked, quite honestly, that the line is only five points. I would win. I would go up to eight point five before I would even consider going with the Lions in this week. That's just, I just don't see it happening. Now I'll say that, knowing full well that we kicked, we kicked New England's ass. We beat the hell out of Green Bay. Those were the two best teams we've played this year, although I'd, I'd throw Seattle into that now. I think the the uh, the way that this team flows, there is no semblance of week-to-week-to-week to week to week flow. What happened last week, doesn't matter. What happened the week before that, doesn't matter. Throw yeah. it out. This is, this is this week. This is this specific opponent. This specific opponent presents a lot of problems for what the Lions don't do well, and that's that's very troubling for me from a Minnesota standpoint. Yeah, I think there's two key key things. I mean, you said a lot of really good things there, but there's two key things I think to take away from that. One, I I think you're absolutely right, and that flow doesn't go with this team. I think next year you'll see that as they kind of yeah get into a the the system better and more. This is a, a little bit of a stuttery start, more so than I thought anybody, even including Patricia and Quinn, thought they'd have with the team. Um, Agreed. Understandable new coach and a lot, of, a lot of new stuff going on. New systems. That's and it's a very Lions. The, you know, you look at how bad and how the Lions have had such crazy things go wrong. That's probably the things that they didn't even expect when they came in, and they're fighting against get, to to get things the ship righted and and the semblance of normalcy. The other thing is that I think is is key, and I, I said this in the podcast with Case earlier this week. Absolutely, I think the matchup of the game is Tease Tabor on Thielen or Diggs, whoever. Tabor is covering. If he oh. can just manage, if excuse him while I make some toast. <laughs> if he can manage, and I'm not saying he can, but if he can, that's going to be the tail of the game, and I think that's what's going to what's going to win it for us. If, yeah. if if we win, if the win, and I and I do think that the offense is going to find some success because uh, their pass rush is getting better. Everson Griffin's back. Daniel Hunter is a man. They, uh, I, I, I like our offensive line. I like the chances if we can control the ball, get the game where the final is in the you know low twenties, where it's twenty four, twenty one, and twenty seventeen, something like that. I think if if it gets beyond that, I don't think the Lions can keep up in a shootout. 
And that sounds really weird to say, but that's where I think not having Golden Tate impacts. They don't have that other weapon. If they're going three wides now, your third wide, you've gone from Golden Tate to to TJ Jones or Brandon Powell. Right. That's, and as we you said, you can't think that's a good thing. As we said, they've had a lot more success with two wides rather than three, though. Right. So exactly. we'll see. It, 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 we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. The other thing too is the offensive line in Minnesota is is just a hot burning mess. Yes, um, yes, that, it is. That actually may look make our defensive line, which as good as they are in sack numbers for the, the for the uh, for the league right now, I'm just not a big fan. Okay, I don't they know. The I, high, they have the highest sack percentage and the second lowest pressure percentage. Something's got to give there. One right. Another. right. So, so it may be, freaky. Maybe, We're really good at finishing. Yeah, maybe this week things will give with that. that Ass, ass line that is, is is there in Minnesota. Those are those are the key p- uh, places for us to attack that that give us a chance to win the game. But I do think you know the um, Kyle Rudolph that tight end play because we get killed by tight ends and we still haven't been able to, to really um, seal that up. That's going to be a tough one. And then yeah. whoever Tease is covering, he's yeah. just got to be on, man. He has got watch to out be for on. Rock Thomas out of the backfield too. That guy can catch the ball and turn it up the field. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's something to watch. That is, that is a problem. That's an ongoing problem because you're depending on either Jared Davis in coverage, who's been hit and miss, more hit than miss, but still has his misses. If it's not him, we're in a lot of trouble. Um, although we saw Taylor Whitehead last night for for Oakland, and that was nice watching him just suck. I, I gotta. I'll tell you after the show. My, my how bad is Oakland? Oh my god! Wait, if you feel bad about the Lions, remember you could be a Raiders fan. I made a. They have the oldest move. team in the league. They do not have cap room after this off season. <laughs> They're going to be terrible forever. I, and, and they have oh. as a coach. Yes. <laughs> so their one win this year came on a gift from the officials. The, otherwise, they'd be zero and sixteen. I have zero doubt about that. There is not a player on that team that's trying right now. Man, so yeah. it could be. Remember that it could be a lot worse. Lions fans, it really could. Yep, there you go. All right, that's going to do it. Riz, thanks a lot, man. I look forward to doing this. This, this is a great, nice, quick chat. Look at the look ahead. What's going on? What people should look for. Remember, give us your feedback in the subreddit. That's where we love to hear it. We love your five star reviews on iTunes and Google Play and all those other places. But give us the feedback in the sub. Don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. And uh, as this is the first of these quick takes, I think you guys are going to see. We'll, we'll get a post up on the site and we'll get some other uh, some other links out there for you to make it easier to get at. Um, Facebook.com. Absolutamente. <laughs> Don't forget about us on the Twitter cheese. Jeff Risden, of course. And at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. The very best place to see really all of us together. With no pain. And hand in hand. All right. Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. (laughs) Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Or call us on the Lions line. 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. And go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. And we'll come in your little box automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. It's your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. This guy needs a and I'm going to find him and just give him a big fat <laughs>